It's time to play like a jet with your host, Scott Mason. Play like a jet. What does that mean? Drops the throw, steps up, floats a bomb up the right seam, looking for Anderson. He's got it. They're not going to catch him. He's going to go the distance. Touchdown. Sam Darnold dials it up to Robbie Anderson. 92 yards. Bell into the middle of that line, and it's a touchdown. Big return for Crowder, 85 yards. Pass thrown, there was contact with the quarterback, and it's incomplete. They got pressure on Prescott. It was Adams who came blitzing in. He'll hit immediately when he got the handoff. You know that's <laughs> the Q-inator. Oh my gosh. Listen, thank you. From the TOJ Digital Studios, this is Play Like a Jet. My name is Scott Mason. You can follow me on Twitter at PlayLikeAJet1. And today we're going to do a little something different. You may have heard about the Badlands Project, which, believe it or not, is not a new album from Bruce Springsteen and the E Street Band, though I'm sure we're all wishing that Bruce would put out another album soon. Instead, it's a look at the Jets over the past decade, what's gone wrong, why they haven't made the playoffs, all the internal problems, and how they can start to turn things around and right the ship. And the two guys at the forefront of the project are Joe Caparoso, who is our fearless leader at TurnOnTheJets.com, and, of course, Connor Rogers from Bleacher Report. So I figured I'd have them both on. We can talk a little bit about the project, give you an idea of what you can expect when you subscribe. Joe, Connor, thanks for coming on. Yeah, Scott, thanks for having us, man. Really appreciate it. Absolutely. I have to say, by the way, in full disclosure, I have access to all the files because people know that I'm helping you guys as far as the production of this. And I've had the opportunity to listen. And I can tell you right now, it's first rate stuff. So if you haven't subscribed yet, and I'm going to let Joe tell you how to do this a little bit later on, you definitely want to subscribe to this if you're a Jets fan. Such a great list of guests. And the conversations are really, really strong. I just love the in-depth look at this particular topic. And over the past 10 years, anybody who's a longtime listener of the show knows that this started as a history podcast. And one of my passions is Jets history. And this is an unfortunate but necessary look at some of the things that have gone wrong over the last 10 years in Jets history. So, Joe, I want to start by asking this question what exactly is the project? How would you describe it? I know that I just gave a very general description, but tell me a little bit more. I think very generally, it's meant to be a deep dive into the past 10 years of Jets history and trying to get to the bottom of figuring out why they've missed the playoffs for nine years in a row and how they get out of that mess and situation. And really, each episode is meant to dive into a different component of an area that they've struggled with, whether it's their drafting, whether it's how they've handled free agency, whether it's how they've handled their management structure or ownership structure. Um, Looking at these different components of how a team that was pretty good from 1997 to 2010 could all of a sudden from 2011 to 2019 really be one of the worst teams in the NFL and never find a way to make the playoffs. And, you know, for Connor and I, you know, we basically started covering the team on the back half of them being good and going to the AFC championship game back to back years. And before that, making the playoffs a few times. And you know, as we started really covering the team full time, you know, through our 20s, and for me, into my early 30s, they've been really bad. And we just kind of wanted to hit the pause button for one off season and 
try to use the different people that we've developed relationships with to have some more in-depth conversations and figure out exactly what happened and then more importantly how to fix what's been wrong so they could start winning again. Now that we know what the project is, Connor, tell me a little bit about how you and Joe came together to decide to want to do this project. Well, I think when it came down to it for us, one, I think there was a, you know, a clear line where Joe and I saw eye to eye in, in what's gone on with the franchise for the last you know, better part of the decade in which Joe and I worked together on a lot of different projects, some of it podcasting, some of it writing. And then also I think the direction the franchise is going is Joe and I have been very vocal and some people like it and some people don't uh, about our lack in faith of Adam Gase. And I think it's something that we wanted to research of, you know, is time a flat circle with this franchise? Are they making the same mistakes again? And, and what steps can they take to improve it? You know, how much of an effect and impact can a guy like Joe Douglas have on it? And I think for Joe and I, it's different lenses, right? I come in and looking at this and living in the draft world, living in the scouting community circles and the front office executive circles and, and everything inside the league approach. And for Joe, a lot of it was the, the media coverage side of this thing. And, and most importantly, just the results of New York Jets football. And a lot of those haven't been great. So I think for us, uh, obviously being, you know, two guys that work in Manhattan, live in Hoboken, New Jersey, I think for something like us, it was, it was just, a, it's a project that made a ton of sense to do together and work on together. And of course, get this thing to the finish line together. Joe, as you guys were doing this project, were there any themes that stood out to you? Were there things that you kept hearing over and over again from guests or things that you and Connor said more than once that made you think about anything specifically in terms of what's gone wrong and how to fix it? I think ownership, meddling came up a lot. It was definitely a topic that was featured pretty prominently in the first episode, and it's going to be a reoccurring theme throughout, sort of a who's making the final call, who's making the decisions, uh, making these sort of half-measure decisions that involve poor self-scouting that lead to continued bad results. And that was something that every single guest, just about every single guest, referenced in some type of way from the stuff we heard from Venetian episode one, uh, from Alex Jaimo, who worked for the team, having some interesting stories about interacting uh, with ownership and different members of the team. Uh, to Connor Hughes, who's also a beat writer, but covers the team, you know, I think from a pretty different perspective than the niche. Uh, and then just talking to also some of the, you know, national guys, you know, like Mike Miller or, or like Matt Miller or Mike Kinnear, who, uh, you know, cover from Bleacher Report. That was something that came up pretty consistently. Uh, and really, the one, one episode that really stood out to me, because well, we went through it in such excruciating detail, was the problems with drafting. Just going through every single Jets draft class, which Connor and I do in that episode from 2011 to last year, was kind of crazy going over those names again and kind of reading them side by side and figuring out what happened there and why it happened. Uh, and those two things just, just really jumped out to me as being problematic and a big reason why this team has struggled for so long. Connor, how did you guys go about deciding who you wanted on as guests? Because you both have pretty deep Rolodexes. You could have asked a lot of different people. There are 10 very interesting and very different and distinct guests throughout this series. What went into that process? Well, most importantly, Scott, balance. That was number one for us. Joe and I weren't going to just put out this guest list where you sit and look at it and go, well, all 10 of these people agree with everything Joe and I say on Twitter or all 10 of these people, you know, um, 
side with the team on more issues than go against. It, it's such a balanced list, and they almost all specialize in something different. I, I think that's what it was, you know, for me. You have someone like, or here's here's a perfect duo. The the series starts with us talking to Manish Mehta, who has been very critical of the team, and the series concludes with us talking to Connor Hughes, who seems more optimistic than most about the team. And I think both guys make really good points on a lot of different subjects. And in between all of this, you have someone like Alex Jimo who's telling you stories literally from inside the building, inside the locker room throughout this decade. You have someone like Matt Miller that explains to you the draft process behind taking a guy like Christian Hackenberg and how did this happen. You have someone like Tony Pauline that was the guy that broke the story that the Gason-McCagnan marriage was ending really before it ever began. And some people didn't even believe in him. So hearing all of these unique perspectives, all of these unique individuals is really, it's really something, honestly, because you get so many different opinions where you come away out of this 10-episode series, you get Joe and I's take every single episode, just me and Joe sitting in the room, in the studio, and breaking it all down. And then you have a guest in each episode and they're all so different and so unique. And it lets the listener come out of this thing with, I think a really well-balanced, unique, informed opinion on the entire New York Jets franchise of what it was the last 10 years and what it could be the next 10 years. Joe, we know why you and Connor wanted to do the series, but once you decided to do the series, how did you divvy up each section? What went into the process of figuring out what each episode was going to be about, who was going to be the guest to talk about it, so on and so forth? I think, you know, in the beginning, we just sort of broke it out into big themes that are things that we regularly hit on and know would be a problem. So overspending or making misguided decisions in free agency, the problems with the draft, the problem with half-measure decisions, the problem with um, how this team self-scouts. There were certain topics that jumped out and we kind of pigeonholed them as specific episodes and then it came to who would be the most interesting person we thought in our Rolodex that we thought we could get on the show to come and have a conversation with us. And like Connor said, really the first half of most episodes is both of us giving our thoughts and opinions. And then we feed it into a longer interview with the guests where the three of us kind of go through everything. And, you know, on some of them, we don't want to. We want the guests to, you know, get their opinions and get their stories out, get their perspective out, and do try to let it go where the conversation goes. But we had these big themes that we pigeonholed from the beginning that helped guide the overall structure of the episode and the type of guests that we wanted to have a conversation with. And we also knew, you know, just from talking over the past few years, there were certain things that we wanted to go deeper on and talk more about, or there were stories that we wanted to dive into a little more. I know with, you know, Tony Pauline, he obviously had such a unique level of insight into what happened with McKagan and Gase. He was someone we definitely wanted to dive deeper into what exactly happened there. And then also gave our perspective on what we had heard of what happened there. Uh, and it worked kind of in a similar way for most of the episodes as they came together. While sports can bring us so much joy, it can also bring us a lot of unwanted stress. And that stress can make it difficult to concentrate, relax, and get decent sleep. Sunday Scaries was launched in 2017 by two best friends and business partners, Bo Schmidt and Mike Sill. 
They operated a full-service bar with 50 employees and were always exhausted. They tried all kinds of products, but they didn't work. Then they started experimenting with CBD. They loved the effects and regained control of their days and nights, but they wanted better CBD products. So what they did for themselves was specially formulate CBD gummies with vitamins D3 and B12 that were super consumable, easy to take on the go, and effective. Long story short, their specially formulated CBD products and vitamins helped relieve the overwhelming angst they felt on a daily basis. So in July 2017, they named the company Sunday Scaries and began sharing their products with friends and launched their online store at sundayscaries.com. With tens of thousands of customers, monthly subscribers, and a 100% money-back guarantee, Sunday Scaries has always been on a mission to transform a worrisome nation into a chill one. And right now, we have a bonus for you. Get 25% off all products at sundayscaries.com when you use the code OVERTIME. Again, 25% off all products at sundayscaries.com when you use the code OVERTIME. Hey guys, this is Greg Peterson, host of the podcast Hoopin' with Hoops. Despite the fact that college basketball is in the offseason, it's never too early to get a jump start on taking a look at these teams because there is now 357 of them for the upcoming 2020-2021 college basketball season. I'm going to give you guys a deep dive on every last one of them, keep up with all the transfers in college basketball, and so much more. You are able to subscribe to Hoopin' with Hoops on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, or wherever you get your podcasts. Play like a jet. Play like a jet. Connor, there's a gentleman who calls himself Carl Stern. His real name, I think, is Steve Hicks, but he's a big pro wrestling fan, does a classic wrestling audio series, and years ago, he did an audio documentary on Southeastern Championship Wrestling, later Continental Championship Wrestling, and I thought it was really awesome because through him, he told the story, went back, did some research, and had on guests, and he essentially told the story of that territory in audio form. Is that more or less what you and Joe were looking to do? I think so. I think when you look at it, you have people that have been there you know, for the better part of or maybe all of 10 years that can dive back into names like you haven't heard in a while, whether it's, you know, John Idzik, Terry Bradway, Mike Tannenbaum, names like that. And then you have people that are very entrenched in the transition of the McCagnan to Joe Douglas era. Uh, You have someone like myself, honestly, that's been very immersed in the draft world. And I think the Jets are actually one of the most interesting draft story teams of the last couple of years, because you have the unique trade-up for Darnold. You have all of these different situations of how this team has been impacted. So I think for us, that is, it's a really, that's a good comparison because of we're laying out this information and you're diving in and you're trying to tell it, you know, really like you're sitting there talking to somebody on their front porch and they're just having a beer and they're relaying every single little piece of information they could dig back to that, it sometimes gets forgotten. It, football moves so fast, Scott, that it's amazing how quickly we've gone from the Mark Sanchez era to this, you know, uh, this bad, bad, uh, really, really bad bridge era of random quarterbacks to now Sam Darnold and all the details in between. And I think when you dive into history, it allows you to kind of paint a picture of, of what the future could be like. And I think, that's an interesting part that this show taps into as well. It's not just about the past. It really does look into the future and and the optimistic side and the pessimistic side of each. Joe, as you were going along, I know that you and Connor are both very plugged into what's going on with the Jets, but when you talk to some of these guests... 
did you learn things that flat out surprised you at all? I definitely did. And, you know, I know Connor has had some really interesting nuggets and insights that he, you know, he had been sitting on for a bit and he does a really good job further developing them out. But some of the stories or the feedback that we, we got were stuff that I was hearing and learning for the first time, you know, just in how certain uh, trades nearly fell through or did fall through that could have happened, how close the Jets were uh, to doing something like trading out of the pick where they ended up taking Darren Lee or how they actually came to paying Henry Anderson this large contract this past year. Uh, which Connor dives into uh, in one of our episodes talking about free agency and little other, you know, tidbits from these past four or five years in particular, particularly around the draft and free agency, and also just around some of the chatter about how current players feel about the organization positively or negatively uh, when it comes to this coaching staff. So I, I would say at least once or twice every episode, uh, I was hearing something, you know, really fleshed out. Uh, for the first time, and it, it definitely you know caught my ear and turned my head in a few different situations about how some of these things could have played out in a different way uh, if some of these trades that didn't happen did actually happen. Connor, there were a lot of guests on the shows that had outstanding stories. Some were really funny, some were very interesting, some were jaw-dropping. Talk to me a little bit about some of your favorite stories that were told by the guests throughout this project. Yeah, I don't want to give away too much, but I will I will set the scene of there's one story that where, you know, Alex Jimo is is in a post-game situation and has an interaction with Woody Johnson that you have to listen to and, and it kind of it opened my eyes and opened Joe's eyes and you sit there and, and we're sitting there looking at her she's telling this story so well and, and it all just makes sense when this interaction with Woody Johnson takes place and you just go wow it's it's not shocking but when you hear it from that from that on the scene view that one really really jumped out to me personally I, I think especially somebody that's worked in the building. Um, I think Manish had some really good nuggets there, especially just the divide on Adam Gase and, and the view on the 2018 quarterback class. I think when you look at how that shook out, Darnold falling to the Jets, but, I mean, they didn't expect him to be there. So who were they planning to take if it wasn't him? I thought that was very interesting. I, I think that – you know, Matt Miller did a really good job of just looking at, you know, a lot of fans, uh, understandably, and I know Joe has felt this way too, and I've, I've talked about this, criticized the draft strategy of the McCagnan era, not necessarily the exact picks, but the strategy behind the picks. And I think Miller did a really good job breaking that down and showing just why it didn't work. We always sit there and go, well, God, we have, we have a GM that drafts you know, these older prospects or bad position, not positions of need or not premium positions. And Miller kind of opens that lens there. So those were a couple to me. And also the, I think some of the current free agent names that Tony Pauline and Connor Hughes drop, you know, for this up to keep an eye on for this upcoming free agent period. I think those are really interesting. So I, you know, once again, I don't want to get too specific with them because I want the listener to really enjoy the experience of these exclusive stories, you know, dropping as they enjoy the shows, hopefully enjoy the shows. And, and I think it's, it's my personally, my favorite part. I'm looking forward to going back and listening to the entire series, especially, you know, how helpful you've been Scott producing this entire thing 
It's, you know, because it was hours, weekends, weekends, weekends. Joe and I were probably sick of seeing each other. At least he was sick of seeing me. <laughs> uh, just, you know, constantly us uh, spending, you know, an entire Saturday together after an entire Friday. And But at the end of the day, this project came out, you know, really exactly how we envisioned it, where I'm, I'm excited, and it was totally worth it. Joe, true or false, you made Connor watch at least one season of The Sopranos in between taping episodes. <laughs> yeah, I don't have to make I, me do that. <laughs> it may be true. There were certainly plenty of Sopranos references uh, on some of these Saturdays in uh, between New York or Hoboken when we were recording them. And we, you know, we, we lucked out in that we were able to really coordinate well on the fly with some of the guests and line up you know, some of the interviews and, and get into a good rhythm. And again, the good thing about us having, you know, worked together for really like about 10 years now is that we can just kind of like flow and riff on a lot of this stuff. And it's not, you know, we have a lot of brain, sadly or not sadly, dedicated to this team and, and know this stuff pretty well and have talked about it a lot previously. So it was good to have a little more time to flesh it out. You know, I think we're used to more a tighter, shorter podcast format. I know I am. Uh, so to be able to go 45, 50, 55 minutes, the Manish episode, I think like 59 minutes uh, was good. And to not have to, you know, worry about chopping it up with ads and, you know, really thanks to Connor. I think the audio quality in this is, you know, really good, like about as good as you could possibly get. And I, you know, I know that's something we're always trying to work on, but can be, you know, tough as, you know, we're trying to stitch together, you know, some of these pods between everything else we're doing, but this is a- about as good as it gets. Um, and it all did fit together really well. I mean, we lucked out. I think it, it's one thing to have it down on paper and think about how it's going to come together, but it, to actually hear it now and hear some of these full episodes has been really exciting because I think it fits the initial vision we had for it. Connor, one of the most popular things that I do on Play Like a Jet is the off-season roundtables, and you guys both participate in it every year. I've done it three years in a row, and I really like doing it because – It provides a whole variety of different perspectives of what the Jets should do in the offseason and maybe where they're at right now in terms of state of the Jets. And sometimes I hear things from other people that I'd never considered before and it starts to turn my mind in a certain direction and that's why I like to do it because the more you have conversations with people and the more you see things from very different vantage points, the more that you can expand your own horizons and start to get a fuller picture of things. And as I said, sometimes I've even had my mind changed on issues where I had pretty strong opinions before. Did you find that that was happening a little bit as you were going throughout this series? I think so. I think, you know, for for me and Joe, we're so close to this team in unique ways where I never expected to come out of this series and be like, wow, I, I think Adam Gase is going to lead the Jets to a Super Bowl or, or wow, I, I, I don't think Joe Douglas is qualified for this job. I didn't expect like those end of the spectrum kind of changes, but I think it gave good balance perspective on things where you might have a, you know, a really harsh opinion and you might put it into perspective of, you know, oh, that's why that's happening. Or, But I think the big one for me is just that, you know, ownership – something I've always said about ownership is I do think Woody Johnson has – and I know people will say, well, he's not there right now. It's Chris. But Woody always, always has his, you know, uh, hands on the franchise no matter where he is. I think the intentions are good. I just think the decision-making and execution is poor. And, and it's – when you hear about the structure of ownership and things like that, that was confirmation for me. And it was, you know, 
the problems that exist from the top down that are names you probably never even hear or don't expect or where it's it's not the guy that's picking all the players in Joe Douglas. It's not the guy, Adam Gase, that's, you know, calling the plays and, and being the head coach and doing all the press conferences. It's, it's a lot of weird politics inside the building. And I think for me, that was something I really enjoyed to get more perspective on than usual because that's not football stuff. That's business stuff. And, you know, as much as I love this sport and I love this game, there are times where there is clearly a divide how much of a business the NFL really is. Connor, I've always said that I think the difference between the Knicks, the Mets, and the Jets is that the Knicks and the Jets have owners that really want to win. They're just clueless and incompetent and don't know how to do it, whereas the Mets have ownership that just wants to grab money and doesn't really care at all about winning. Was that one of your takeaways from the project? That's spot on. I mean, I could tell you, unfortunately, I'm a pretty diehard fan of all of those teams, and here's the perfect example I mean, the New York Rangers are a very, very good, well-run franchise, in my opinion. James Dolan owns the Rangers. So <laughs> when you look at it right there, I mean, he's just hands off. He He's more ingrained. He's more passionate about the Knicks. He loves basketball. Where he's in hockey, it's not that he doesn't like hockey. He just doesn't have the same passion of it as about basketball, where he hires people to run the hockey franchise. And the Rangers – are able to, you're seeing it right now, you know, go through the proper rebuild and not be forced to always go all in. They could sit back and have a couple, you know, a losing season or two while loading up through the draft and trading players and getting assets and all their scout, the resources they have in the scouting department over in Russia right now, and you're seeing it pay off. I mean, they have the best young goaltender right now in the league who came from Russia. That's the, the sign to me that financially they're given resources to run a a good hockey franchise where the Knicks, it's the intentions are well, you know, informed, but, and I'm not a Jim, James Dolan fan. I want to make this very clear as a person, I'm not a fan, but he wants the teams to win and it dumps the resources in for them to win. It's the same with the jets. They, they are putting money in or, and have intentions of this team winning. I mean, they did go out and get a GM that a first time GM that needed a six year deal for a lot of money when in reality they could have cheaped out and hired someone like Scott Fitterer from the Seahawks for a three- or four-year contract for half the money per year. You're talking like $1.8 million versus Joe Douglas getting over three per year. So, And with the Mets, you nail it, Scott. The Mets just don't they don't spend money. They operate like a lower-level or mid-market team when they're in New York City. Uh, they have The owners have no money and use the Mets to pay off their debts, and it's shameful. It's a disgrace. They're in the pocket of the commissioner of the league. They're in, ingrained with him, so they get away with it. So that's what I want. I'm not sitting here defending Woody Johnson at all, and he's made horrible mistakes and made really bad decisions. But once again, intentions uh, versus just being inept can sometimes be different. Joe, tell me a little bit about what you thought of this topic going into the project and what you now think since the project has been completed. I mean, in regards to Woody, I think it's just that it just overshadows everything. I think a lot of conversations we had drift back to how ownership meddles and how they structure things. And when that is not set up properly, it just trickles down and leads to so many problematic decisions. So yes, 
you know, John Idzik and Mike McCagnan were not the GMs. Yes, Rex in his past few years was not a good head coach. Same with Todd Bowles. I would say same with Adam Gase. But at the end of the day, when you have sort of this weird ownership structure and you're forcing a GM onto Rex Ryan or you're forcing uh, this arranged marriage between Mike McCagnan and Todd Bowles or you have this haphazard relationship for a short period of time between McCagnan and Gase, all that stuff is coming from ownership. And I do think, I agree with Connor, you know, the Jets have never been shy about spending. You know, they had a massive splurge in free agency in 2015 that had good short-term results. And we have a fun episode in there where me, Connor, and Dalvin, just the three of us host an episode for an hour just talking about the 2015 season, which is really the only positive one somewhat in this overall stretch. Uh, And then even this past year, they spent a ton of money. I mean, they gave C.J. Mosley way more than anyone else would in the NFL, probably say Millennium Bell. It just hasn't worked out. You know, they have good facilities comparatively, I think, when it comes to practice facilities. Obviously, MetLife is not an ideal situation from a home field advantage standpoint. But, you know, especially right now where, you know, Chris Johnson is the interim owner. When is Woody coming back? Is he coming back next year, regardless of what happens with the election? Uh, When he comes back, is he immediately taking over full control of the team? You know, Chris Johnson was a guy who seemed to be pretty popular with fans initially, and I think that's fading off with how he's you know, handled some press conferences recently and how everything that's happened with Gase. Uh, but ownership is over the top of all of this, and it's a hard thing to overcome. And, you know, another thing we kind of kept coming back to is, look, like neither of us have much faith in Adam Gase. You know, Woody Johnson is what he is. The Jets have won in spite of him before. Uh, but what it's all going to kind of come down to going forward, and this is something we talk, all of us talk about pretty frequently, is the best way the Jets could overcome any shortcomings they have on the coaching side is if Sam Darnold becomes the guy, like really, really the guy and makes that massive leap, or if Joe Douglas is exceptionally good at his job. If one or two of those things happen, they have a chance to compete despite Adam Gates and you know, whatever he ends up doing and however long he ends up being the coach, whether it's just this year, whether it's a few more years. Hey guys, Greg Peterson here with the Baseball Betting Podcast. As we know, the MLB season is back in our lives. It's going to be a 60-game sprint unlike anything that we've ever seen before. And I'm going to be giving you picks every single day, seven days a week with Major League Baseball. We're also going to be keeping up with the KBO as well. If you like baseball and you like being able to make some money, subscribe to the Baseball Betting Podcast with Greg Peterson on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, or wherever you get your podcasts. Play like a jet. Play like a jet. Connor, there's a scene in Wolf of Wall Street where Jordan Belfort, who's played by Leonardo DiCaprio, looks at one of the guys that's in his firm and says, sell me this pen. And the idea is he wants that guy to tell him exactly why that pen is valuable and sell him on why he should purchase it. So do that for me right now with the series. Sell me this series. I'm a 35-year-old Jets fan. I'm a 45-year-old Jets fan. I'm a 25-year-old Jets fan. Personally, I wish I was the 25-year-old Jets fan, but you get the idea. Sell me this series. Yeah, I think number one is, you know, the exclusivity of it. I think you get to hear from guests that, you know, normally don't dedicate as much of their time to doing media or, or, or don't get, I'll just be honest. I think our interviewing from Joe and I to the guests is above what we see out in the marketplace right now. And I'm the first one to say it. Like I don't listen to a ton of sports pods because my full-time job is doing one 
at least three times a week at Bleacher Report on camera, and, and it goes to audio channels. And like I, I've been working on a side project with Joe, but I do still feel like we're asking, you know, the questions that matter and seeking answers. We're not seeking fluff. This isn't a series that, you know, we're, we're putting out, you know, daily and, and just trying to get con- – we, we did this for an exact reason, and that reason is to get a roadmap to the root of the problems and if they're going to change going forward. And I think, you know, when you're a a paying fan or you're investing your time into a franchise, you can criticize as much as you want, but I think it also helps when you you just have a better picture of what you're criticizing. It's, it's seeing how, you know, it's seeing how it's made is what it is. Really. You're seeing the, you know, what went wrong with the jets, but why not the, Hey, this is the, how did we get here? is the question that this show asks. And I think if you're investing enough time to watch this team win, what, four to six games, four to seven games every year for quite some time right now, I think it's interesting to ask, well, what's gone wrong and and is this going to change and how is this going to be fixed? And it's not a doom and gloom show. You're not going to listen to the show and, and feel, you know, bad about yourself or about your team. I think more importantly, it's an interesting look and just very informative. If you're a Jets fan listening to this podcast right now, I'm sure the first thing that's going through your mind is, I have to listen to these podcasts. I need to subscribe. I've got to go and do that right now. So, Joe, for that listener's benefit, go ahead and tell them how they can do exactly that. It's a pretty you know, simple process. It's something that you know, we're, we haven't been shy about sharing out in our, our Twitter accounts and our turnonthejets.com, but really it's just you go to turnonthejets.podbean.com uh, and you subscribe there. It's a one-click. It's a one-time $9.99 payment, uh, $9.99 that is, uh, that covers you for the next 12 months. And basically what we're going to do is we're releasing one of these episodes per day uh, which we've just described. One's already out as of this recording. Actually, two will be out as of when this is released. So uh, you'll hear episode three Tuesday, four will be available Wednesday, so on and so forth, until we get through all 10. And, you know, 90 to 95% of the stuff we talk about in this episode is evergreen and will still be relevant, you know, up through the regular season. So if you end up being a, a latecomer, that's okay. And one of the things that we're going to do with this feed is that after we publish these 10 episodes, it's not going to just become... Uh, a dormant feed. Connor and I at different tent poles or key moments throughout the upcoming off season and regular season, we'll put uh, other exclusive episodes on this podcast where same deal as the rest of these, they'll be longer uh, than what you hear on our normal shows. They'll be higher audio quality and they'll be a little more in depth. So hypotheticals could be grading out what the jets do in free agency, uh, previewing what they're going to do in the NFL draft, giving a, a preview of mini camp or OTAs, giving a preview of training camp, uh, doing something similar to what we did last year, where for 10 straight days, we broke down the 10 biggest questions going into the regular season for the team. So there will be once every, you know, let's call it like three, four five weeks or so, another new episode dropped on that feed. So you're getting your full value out of the 12 months of it. But again, it's just turn on the jets.podbean.com. You subscribe, all the episodes are housed in the one feed in Podbean. Uh, They're all uploaded uh, daily now uh, going forward, and they're all in one place for you to click and listen through. No ads. Every episode, I think, is somewhere between 45 and 60 minutes. And as I mentioned before, very good audio quality. And we, look, we don't 
I think it's the first time we've done any paid content before I turn on the Jets. It's not something, you know, we ask for lightly, but it's, you know, it's $9. I get it's not a ton of money, but still it's, you know, people's harder money. And we appreciate people who've already subscribed, all the kind words we've got from it on social media. We'll continue to, you know, share and amplify them as we get it. And, you know, we want to make sure we wanted to make sure that we put this to the necessary standard if you're going to pay for it. So we definitely put, I believe we put the necessary time, energy, and effort to it to get a product that is worthwhile and that you're going to get 10 hours of very interesting, unique audio content about the New York Jets. So if you are a diehard New York Jets fan, which I'm assuming you are if you listen to this podcast, you will absolutely enjoy it and you will learn you know, a bunch of new things. I learned a bunch of new things and I dedicate way too much time to this team, uh, but you'll definitely get some new nuggets and you know, tidbits out of these 10 hours. The beauty of the series is for $9.99, you not only get all 10 episodes, so right there, that's a bargain, but as Joe said, it's a one-time fee, so after that, you get everything for the rest of the year. Joe and Connor are going to periodically be dropping special episodes on that feed, so if you get in now, you get everything, and you want to make sure that you subscribe as quickly as possible because that way you can start this series and work your way through. You can do one a day if you really want. You can wait till the end and then binge all 10 episodes at once if you like, kind of the way Netflix does it. But definitely make sure you subscribe. You just heard Joe talk about how you can do it. Obviously, if you go to Joe's Twitter, at Jay Caparoso, or Connor's, at Connor J. Rogers, you can see information on how to subscribe as well. Joe and Connor, thanks so much for coming on. Really appreciate it. Everybody go ahead right now and subscribe to that feed. You do not want to miss out on this. And you also don't want to miss out on the latest and greatest in New York Jets podcast. And for that, you know where to go. In addition to the Podbean theme where you can get this special series, you can go to Turn on the Jets Digital and turnonthejets.com.